Welcome to another exciting episode of Sports with a Z and T. I'm your host, Taylor Lattimore. As you can tell um, by the sound that you're hearing my voice first, um, Bryce is not going to be here today for the episode. He is on his way or in Philly for the weekend. Um, big weekend for uh, for Bryce there with um, you know the Phillies making it to the uh, MLB postseason. He's going to watch the Phillies play. And then the Eagles on Sunday Night Football play the Cowboys, trying to get to a cool 6-0 and um, against their rival. He's going to be at that game as well. Um, and he has another big game on Saturday that I will get to. Uh, but first, we are brought to you by, um, obviously presented by Godzilla Media, brought to you by Mohawk Honda, Saving Face Barbershop, um, Johnstone Supply in Troy, um, all that good stuff. Shout out to all our sponsors who keep us alive and running. Um, yeah, so let's let's just jump right into it. It's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show as it is only me. Um, as much as I like just talking to you guys, and um, I'm sure you're you're gonna have a little break from Bryce as it won't be as Philly centric as sometimes it can be. We know how how Bryce is, especially with his Eagles doing so well. Um, he just can't help. But uh, but talk about it. So um, let's start off where we normally start off. Show is going to be the same format as usual. It's just maybe a little quicker because it's just me. We're going to go and start with uh, college football. So last week, uh, week six of college football, um, nothing crazy happened. It was it was a pretty um, average week. You know, Georgia. 42 to 10 over Auburn, um, whatever thoughts that that might be a challenge. They were dashed fairly quickly. Ohio state 49, um, uh, to 20 over Michigan. Um, Ole Miss took care of business. Um, Clemson took care of business at Boston college, 31 to three, um, USC took care of their business 30 to 14 over Washington. Um, so the big games of the weekend were, uh, Tennessee and LSU, Tennessee getting a real uh, a, a good um, SEC test um, with against uh, LSU and they handled it 40 to 13 Tennessee's offense humming along as per usual. Um, so no change there. Um, the one game that we were looking at big 12 wise is TCU in Kansas. Now Kansas, um, you know, was coming into this hot trying to prove that they are a legit team in the big 12, but um, the TCU Horn Frogs took that mantle 38 31. Um, they move up in the standings a little bit, um, trying to keep the Big 12's hopes of making it to the college playoff alive, however dashing those hopes may be. So, yeah, I mean, last week was, was pretty run the mill, nothing crazy happened. Um, UCLA beat Utah. That, that is a blow to Utah. So not that we thought I, I did think that Utah was going to be better this year, but as it stands now, it doesn't look like they're going to be competing for anything close to a national championship. Um, so moving on to next week though, uh, big games, big, 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 big games. Bryce will tell you that he, this, this, this weekend for Bryce is going to be hilarious because he is just, um, going to be so wound up, uh, with, with the, with the Phillies playing and and the Eagles playing against the Cowboys, trying to stay undefeated. And then this game, this game on Saturday night that could shape everything that is potentially um, really jostling for the top to, for the top 10. 
and that is Penn State going to Michigan. 5-0 and Penn State going against 6-0 and Michigan at the big house. We're going to see if Penn State belongs in the conversation. Now, Bryce will tell you that they do. Bryce also texted me, oh, I have a feeling that uh, Penn State is going to win. Surprise, surprise, Bryce. You always have a feeling that uh, Penn State or the Eagles are going to win. But I digress. Um, Michigan and Penn State. Listen, Penn S- Michigan is seven-point favorites in this game. Um, I might look at that spread. Uh, they are at home. But if Penn State wants to be looked at as legit, like Bryce wants them to, then they're going to have to make a move. Um, and this is the move right here. They win this game. I mean, Michigan's number five in the country. Penn State's ten. So Penn State is literally on that end of the top 10 and Michigan is right on the cusp of the college football playoff. And so this is this is the week. Michigan, if you are legit, if you are a Big Ten program that has aspirations of making it to the college football playoff, you need to win this game. And Michigan, you can't lose because if you lose, whoever loses this is done. In my opinion, I mean, unless they come back and somehow make it to the the Big Ten championship and win it. Um, not that that's a separate issue because Ohio state, um, but you know, Penn state, it has a very, very, very tough upcoming schedule because they have Michigan. And then right after that, they have, um, Minnesota, which is okay. You get a little bit of a breather. Um, but as Bryce likes to say, Minnesota is the best of the the big 10 Western. Um, and then, and then right after that, Penn state, uh, Ohio state comes into Penn state, which I don't care if it's in Penn state or not, that's going to be a, very, 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 very tough game for Penn State to win. But if they don't win against Michigan, then it's a moot point and their season's basically done. If they win against Michigan and then lose to Ohio State, they still have at least a chance uh, to make the college football playoff because you can be a one-loss team, but then they would have to probably come back and beat uh, Ohio State in the championship. I don't know if that's feasible or possible, but we will see uh, Penn State try to do that this weekend. That's one of the bigger games uh, of the week, if not the game of the week uh, in college football. And if that's not the game of the week, then this is the game of the week. Number three, Alabama going up against number six, Tennessee. Tennessee knocking on that door, trying to prove that the SEC is not a two-horse race. Um, it's going to be them and they want to prove that they are up there with the Alabamas and the Georgias of the SEC. So we're going to see. We're going to see. Tennessee's offense has been stellar lately. Stellar. And they're going up against an Alabama defense that is very good. And an Alabama team that may or may not be missing Bryce Young. Um, Nick Saban is not being really clear about um, you know, whether or not he will be healthy. Um that may be strategy. That may be because he just doesn't know. Um, I don't know which way is the truth. I don't know if Bryce Young is ready to play or on his way to being ready to play, and they're just um, trying to conceal it, you know, for the strategy purposes. That it's like, like Bryce said last week. This is college football. They're not. They're not. They're not beholden to anyone to reveal any injuries, or uh, they don't have designations like in the NFL where you can be doubtful or questionable or out um days before so we don't know if bryce young's gonna play if he does alabama obviously has a much better chance to win this game if he doesn't it's gonna be a tough test and it's it i think it's probably gonna be the game of the week if not penn state and michigan um because this game this game could do a lot alabama's three and tennessee is six if, if tennessee goes out there and wins against alabama 
especially if they win handily, whew, that that throws a monkey wrench into everything because, you know, I, I would have said, and I think most people would have said at the beginning of the year that Alabama's making the college football playoff regardless of anything. But a one-loss Alabama team to Tennessee, and if Tennessee is undefeated, then at that point you got to be like, well, do you have to put Tennessee above Alabama? Does Tennessee have to be in the top five, four at that point? You have Alabama in the top four, and I would guess Tennessee might sneak in at four or three, and Bama might be out at five. Um, it would also depend on what happens with Penn State and Michigan. Penn State beats Michigan. I don't know that Penn State jumps from 10 to five. They might be at six. Alabama might be five. Tennessee might be four or even three. Um, a lot can happen. A lot of chaos can ensue. If Alabama loses to Tennessee, um, if Tennessee loses, obviously, then that that's just, you know, Alabama keeps his place. Tennessee probably moves back a couple spots, maybe takes that 10 spot of, and Penn State is able to beat Michigan. Um, but if Tennessee wants to prove that they're for real, this is the test. This is the test, just like Penn State. This is the test. You beat Alabama, you you almost lock up your way into the uh, college football play. You beat Alabama, you control your own destiny. If you win out after winning against Alabama, I mean, let's take a look at Tennessee's schedule, right? Um, they do play Georgia, so it's not going to be a, an easy road. They play Alabama. They, if they beat Alabama and then lose to Georgia and that's their only loss, then, you know, I, I, I don't know. The committee at that point would have to look at the two teams if, say, Alabama doesn't lose another game besides Georgia, do you say, well, if Bryce Young doesn't play, that team was playing without their top quarterback, and does that can that count against them? Obviously, it's a loss is a loss, but it's hard because you want to put Alabama in there because everyone and their mother knows that Alabama is one of the best teams in the country. There's no disputing that. I don't think there's any way to dispute that. And a one loss to a surging Tennessee team with their backup quarterback, I just don't know if that's enough to make it so that Alabama isn't in the top four. Um, but if you're Tennessee and you win that game, it's like, okay, well, we did our job. We 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 beat Alabama. Regardless of what they were dealing with injury-wise, we beat Alabama. Um, so game eyes are going to be on that game for sure. Uh, the rest of the slate, I mean, Oklahoma state plays TCU. So I guess that is, um, another one of those big 12 showdowns. Like someone's going to have to come out of this big 12 undefeated if they want any hope of making the top four, in my opinion. Um, and so this is going to be a test. If TCU can overtake Oklahoma, maybe TCU can be that team from the big 12. If Oklahoma stays the course and beats TCU, they're at eight right now, so I would expect them to move up a couple spots maybe um, and, again, be knocking on that door of that that 14 college football playoff. Um, NC State against Syracuse, that's another uh, double-ranked team, the 15 uh, against 18. I mean, we all know what Syracuse is. They, they're, they're not that great. They haven't been. Um, they're not a football town. Um, but as far as ACC um, – Matchups go. This is a pretty important one. Um, and then other than that, Mississippi State plays Kentucky, number 16 and 22. Number seven, USC plays Utah. I expect U USC to win that game. Clemson plays Florida State. Again, I would expect them to win that game. But the line is only Clemson uh, three and a half. So I know that Florida State's getting the home court or the home field advantage uh, there on the line. So it's more like actually uh, six or like a touchdown. Um, but 
if that's a close game at all and, and Clemson were to falter, they're at four right now. They've made they they're in the college football playoff. Um if they lose, then that's a problem. Um let's let's look at the rankings as it stands now. I know we just went through the games that are happening this weekend, but I didn't really go through the rankings. Uh Georgia number one, OSU um number two, Alabama three, Clemson four, Michigan five, Tennessee six, uh, and USC seven, Oklahoma State eight. Mississippi or Ole Miss at nine and uh, at 10 riding at the top 10 is um, Penn state. So there's a lot of movement to be had there. There's a lot of games that are happening in this next couple of weeks that are going to determine where those kind of lie at the end of it all. Um, I still expect Georgia to be there and Ohio state to be there. And I even expect Alabama really to be there. But as of right now, if Alabama were to lose at Tennessee, and if uh, Michigan were to lose to Penn State, that's throwing a monkey wrench into everything. So I root for chaos because I don't really have a college football team that I follow. I just like the drama and the chaos of the the college football rankings and the committee and how the playoff goes and how the rankings are. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm out here. If Tennessee beats Alabama, if Penn State beats Michigan, that's fine by me because I just want the chaos. Um, that's where I stand on all of that, but exciting week of college football for sure. Coming up, um, statement games to be had. Um, I'll say that. So Saturday is going to be a packed day. Bryce is going to be a nervous wreck watching that game. Hopefully for his sake, he can get a win. Um, and like I said, I root for chaos, especially in the college football playoffs. So I'm down for that. Um, We'll take a quick look at baseball. As everyone knows, the uh, the baseball playoffs, the MLB playoffs, have begun. The first round, the wild card round, is over. Um, and some big, big uh, uh, developments here. Uh, Bryce's Phillies made it past St. Louis. Good for them. The Mets. Oof, the Mets, 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 the Mets. What can you say? What can you say about the Mets? I mean, did we call this coming? Did everyone see this coming? I mean, I know that Bryce and I kind of like, we expect that just like I expect the Yankees to hit, do the same thing. The Mets just, they, they have a problem finishing the season half the time. You know, they, they, they were handily winning the division. They let it slip all the way to the point where they, they weren't in the lead anymore and, and they had to settle for a wild card playing spot. And, and then they face the Padres, and the Padres just overwhelm them. The pitching is just not there, not good enough. They can't generate runs. They they won one game, um, but the Padres kind of took it to them. And, and you just you look at the Mets, and you say, how can you move on from this? This, is, this has got to be a heartbreaker. Um, and then you wonder what their offseason is, is going to look like. Is DeGrom going to stay? Are they going to swing for the fences and try to get an Aaron Judge or whoever? How deep are the pockets of Steve Cohen and how much is he willing to spend? Those are the questions that need to be asked and need to be answered in this uh, offseason because the Mets just had a very good season by all accounts, except for the ending. They end, you know, the last month or so of the season, month or two of the season, it went down the drain. They hit a wall. How can you prevent that? What can you do to fix that in the offseason? It's going to be interesting to see what they do, how they spend their money, um, and really how they bounce back from this, if it's possible to bounce back from this. Um, 
Mariners beating the Blue Jays. Uh, that is that is that's fun. Um, you feel good for the Mariners. They haven't been in the playoffs in forever. Um, and to go on and move on to the second round, it good for them. And you know, screw the Blue Jays. I don't care about them because I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> and uh, and the Rays too. The Rays lost to the Guardians, so now the Yankees are taking on the Guardians. They've already locked up and won Game One. Um, Garrett Cole did good enough, only allowing one run. That's what as much as we can ask for, honestly. Like I just be an ace and the offense score some runs. Uh, Anthony Rizzo launching that two run homer um later in the game really opened it up um and garrett cole did his job he allowed the one run in the first inning but then he shut him down after that and he did you know you can't ask for much more than what he did allowing only one run um and getting the win so congrats on the yankees and garrett cole making it eight strikeouts for him um only allowing one run and four hits that's ace material that's why we pay you to come out here and do stuff like that. Now, if only we can keep doing that and move on past the Guardians and take on the Astros, who have at least the lead right now over the Mariners. Um, more playoff baseball all weekend long. Philly game. Um, I think Bryce might be at this game, the game that uh, the Phillies are playing as I'm recording. They're actually in a rain delay, but uh, I think he's at this game, so have fun with that in the rain race. Um Braves are a good team. Um, Phillies are scrappy. Um, Braves haven't been as good as of late. So the Phillies do have a chance to move on, um, whether they make it much further past uh, them, because I assume the Dodgers are going to win. They're up 1-0 right now on the Padres uh, in the series, and I expect the Dodgers to win, and I expect the Dodgers to beat whoever they face and move on to the world series, but uh, that's neither here nor there. If you're a Phillies fan, you're just hoping to make it past the Braves. And if I'm a Yankees fan, which I am, I'm just hoping to make it past the guardians and we'll take on the Astros or whoever we're playing then. Um, but yeah, this is an exciting time. October is so much fun because the NHL started. You got basketballs right around the corner. I think it starts either next week or the week after um, you got that MLB playoffs going college football is well underway and and then you know our favorite um which i'm gonna move on to now uh, the nfl and we had another exciting week of action um week five was interesting to say the least we had some interesting develops here uh, interesting developments um we're starting to kind of see what teams are and you know um it's it's coming together. Um, we're a quarter through the season, and we're we're really starting to see uh, who's gonna be the real contenders and who's gonna kind of fall back. There's still obviously a lot of season left to go, and there's room for growth here and there. I especially am gonna hope for growth because the way that the Colts are playing doesn't look like they're ready to compete for anything. Um, but we're really starting to see how teams are. Um, constructed how they're playing and and who's going to be the contenders down the line who is more of a fraud um so let's go to it Let, let's go through it week five week five in the nfl started on thursday night with my colts playing the broncos and quite possibly the ugliest game i have ever watched um i wanted so desperately to turn this game off but i couldn't because the colts weren't out of it they were always down by like three or three or 
whatever. Like it, it was no field, no touchdowns. It was only field goals. It was a gross game. Both teams can't move the ball. The Broncos offense looks broken uh, or Russell Wilson looks broken. He do- looks like a shell of himself. I don't know what's wrong with him. He doesn't is not playing like Russell Wilson, like Russell Wilson used to be a top five quarterback in this league, top three, even Um, when, when he's with Seattle, there was, there was games that he won multiple games, like many games that he won just because of himself, just because of his throws, his playmaking ability, his ability to extend plays, find the open guy and throw the ball deep. And he just, I don't know what it is. If it's just new system, new, um, new location playing in, um, you know, mile high, maybe he's just lacking oxygen in his brain, but something is wrong with him because even in that game, we all saw he had KJ Hamler open in the end zone and he decides to try to force it to Cortland Sutton guarded by Stefan Gilmore and Gilly locked him up. Um, and that's what Gilly does. So I don't understand why he was he didn't look off of him and find Hamler wide open in the end zone. Glad he didn't because the Colts would have lost. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know what's wrong with Russell Wilson, but the Colts somehow pull off uh, the victory. What I take away from the Colts game, the defense is good. I, I'm gonna go out there on a limb and say that the defense for the Colts is good, like not bad, like the, it. Or not even decent. I, I think it's it's good. Like if you look at it, you know, twenty points to the Texans. That's the Texans. Uh, it's the division game. You can't take much stock in that. Like it's going to be close. It's going to be, but twenty points is still not bad to give up. And you give up twenty four points to the Jaguars. Bad game in Jacksonville. Don't know why, but we can't play there. We just can't. Twenty four points still isn't bad. Um, points wise to give up when you score zero points on the other side, obviously it's going to result in a loss held the chiefs to 17. I was at that game. That wasn't just an aberration. The points that the Colts scored. Yeah. That was off of like the muff punt. I uh, got them in field range. They did have drives where they sustainedly dro- drove it down the field and scored. Um, Colts offense probably looked the best in that chiefs game, which is cool because that's the game I was at, but defensively they were hounding Mahomes the whole game and they ended the game with a pick one of uh, it was it was Kansas or uh, Mahomes's first pick of the season and uh did he has he thrown has he thrown a pick since is he only had yeah, he's two interceptions so one of them was at the Colts to end the game that was defense ending the game um when you hold the Chiefs to only 17 points that's pretty damn good and then you Titans to 24. That's not great. But, you know, when you're holding opponents to 24, you should be able to score that much. And then they called the Broncos to nine. And then the Broncos offense is terrible for sure. For sure. Definitely has its problems. But, you know, they still were able to put up 23 on the Raiders. They were still able to put up. Nah, actually, they've been pretty bad against everyone. Um, but, you know, nine points is nine points. You're holding them to nine points. That's going to get it done. The defense is almost 100% the reason we won that game. So I'm not worried about the defense. The defense hasn't even had our best player, uh, Shaq Leonard, and he should be back hopefully soon. He he was back for the one game, got a concussion, had to miss the short turnaround game. But the, on this mini bye, Thursday to Sunday, he should be able to come out of pr- protocol and should be healthy enough to play. So we're adding the best player on our defense to an already pretty good defense. I'm hoping that bodes well. The offense 
can't get much worse. So we have only one way to go, and that's up. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. Not that we're going to do anything, but listen, after all of this, all the bad start for the Colts, they're half a game out of first place in the AFC South. They would have been first in the AFC South if Carson Wentz could throw um, a ball without getting intercepted. And let's move on to that game because why not? Um, the 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 Commanders played the Titans. Um, it was a close game. Titans are not very good. They rely heavily on um, their guy in that backfield there, uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, without him, they are nothing. 102 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Henry's going to Henry. Um, you have to stop him and if you can and make Tannehill throw the ball because Tannehill can't usually beat you throwing the ball. And in my opinion, Washington should have won this game. The only reason they didn't was because Carson Wentz sucks and he had them all the way down on the one-yard line with you know goal to go to win the game and he throws an interception to end the game and ruin all hopes of... Uh, a win over the Titans, which would have put the Colts. Think about that. Would have put the Colts in first place in the AFC South. Yeah. As it is, Colts are half game out, and Tennessee wins a slight game over uh, Washington. Um, the Eagles played the Cardinals. I'm sure Bryce was pulling his hair out um, for this game for a lot of it. Um, the Eagles came out torching at first um but then they let Arizona kind of, kind of come back in this game uh Jalen had two touchdowns to make it 14 to 0 and then they kind of stepped off the gas and let Arizona come all the way back from down 14 to 0 and then down 17 10 they were able to tie up the game in the fourth quarter and it came down to a field goal at the very end of the game for them to be able to win Jalen Hurts throws for no touchdowns but he rushes for two um, the problem with the Eagles, the Eagles have been playing well, but the problem with the Eagles is they don't always, they don't always take care of business against teams that they should. Um, they haven't had a lot of competition with the bad teams, but you know, 38 to 35 in the lions is not very good. You win the game. Sure. And you look great doing it, especially in the beginning, but you let them come all the way back. Eagles took care of the Vikings. They took care of the commanders. Those are the Vikings win is probably their most impressive win so far. Um, just because of how well they handled it. The commanders, the trash Carson Wentz is awful. Um, the Jaguars game, they did. Uh, the Jaguars went up first, which is concerning. Eagles were able to overcome adversity, come back and, and win the game, but it was very, very close. 29, 21. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't drop the ball <laughs> four times, um, who knows? The Jaguars could have easily handed the Eagles their first loss. And then this win, um, where they barely scraped by the Cardinals after letting them come back, it's just not the way that I want a dominant team. Like, I look at the Bills, and the Bills have been playing tougher opponents, and when they play opponents that are bad, they're absolutely obliterating them. Um, let's move on to that game. So uh, I'm, I'm segueing here. I'm segueing here. Um, so, yeah, the 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 Jet or the Bills uh, played the Steelers. Steelers are not a good team. They started Caddy Pickett against like one of the best passing defenses in the league, if not the best. Um, one of the best defenses in general, if not the best. Um, I think the 49ers are the best, but uh, Bills are up there, and they absolutely obliterated them, 38-3. So you look at the Bills, and that's why I kind of lean towards 
you know, the Eagles, I'll give them that they're the best team um, right now because they're undefeated, but the Bills are right up there. And for my money, I think Josh Allen is the MVP right now. He's thrown 14 touchdowns and 300 more passing yards than Jalen Hurts. I know Jalen Hurts has ran for five and thrown for four, so nine total, but 14 over nine, one less loss. And that one loss was to, you know, the Dolphins who, with Tua, are not a bad team. We've seen that. With Tua, they were a pretty damn good team. Now, without him, you know, they're not. But but they were 3-0 and at that point or, or after that game. And, and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle were going off. And, and it was in the sweltering heat. And the Bills still almost got into range to win the game. And that's why, you know, their offensive coordinator was going off and getting really angry and slamming everything around because they were right there. So easily the Bills could be 5-0 and just like they are. Um, they played the, the Bills played the Titans, absolutely wrecked them. Played the Rams, wrecked them. Uh, played the Ravens, a good team, close win, close win. But you won against a good team. And then you played the Steelers, wrecked them. That's my problem with the Eagles is the Eagles aren't the Eagles have one of one of, if not the easiest schedule in the league, if they're as good as I'm being told and you know, they do look good in spurts and then they let teams crawl back into it. I want to see the Eagles destroy a team like 38 to three, destroy a team. That's, that's my only issue. And they're going to have their opportunities because they're playing bad teams. They only play bad teams. They play the best team. They play is like the Packers and, and the Cowboys if you want to even call them good teams. Um, so I really just want, I want to see them destroy a team and, and bills have a good game coming up to really punch their ticket to say that they are the best team in the league and that Josh Allen has the MVP. We'll talk about that in just a bit when we go through this week's games. Um, so let's move on to the Ravens and the Bengals. Ravens took care of business in a tight one. Bengals are still competitive. Um, but Ravens, uh, you know, found a way to get it done. Jo or, uh, Lamar Jackson, he did have an ugly game, 174 yards and one touchdown, one interception, rushed 12 times for 58 yards. Um, ugly, ugly game, ugly win. But you know what? It's a win, and a win is a win, and I'm not going to fault him for it. Um, does it hurt his MVP uh, candidacy? Yeah, sure, it does a little bit because – you know, when there's guys out there like Josh Allen who are just absolutely balling and you have a down week like this, we're, we're splitting hairs here. Um, does it put him below Jalen Hurts? It might. It might go, in my eyes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, um, then Lamar right there. One, two, three. Um, we'll see how that develops later on in the year. It's only a quarter through the season. These are just my observations for, um, you know, moving moving forward. Giants took on the Packers in uh, London, the early game on Sunday, 9.30, and hell of a game. Hell of a game. We both, me and Bryce, both picked the Packers. We were obviously wrong on this one. Um, the Giants, man, the Giants are winning despite themselves. And quarterway through the season, Brian Dable is absolutely leading the coach of the year race. How in the goddamn world is he 4-0 with this roster? Is he 4-0 with a roster that has Kenny Galladay starting as one of the wide receivers? It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. The only weapons they have on their team are Saquon Barkley and then Daniel Jones rushing. I mean, he had a good game. He didn't throw any uh, interceptions, so he, and he didn't throw any touchdowns. He was 21 of 27. He, he was a perfect game manager, and he 
got the ball to his playmakers, to Barkley, and Barkley scored when he needed to 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 put them up. And the defense played scrappy and well. And obviously Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have their issues on offense, but they're still a well-coached team, a pretty good defense, and you still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a uh, reigning MVP. So to go out there and beat the Packers like this, props to the Giants. They might I still, they might be the worst four and one team. I, I just, I don't understand how they're winning and you got to feel good. If you're the Giants to have a guy like Brian Dable, who's somehow willing this team and the guys are buying in, willing this team to victories like this um, without a great quarterback without great weapons on the outside. Like Slayton is okay. Um, I mean, you got Richie James uh, and Barkley. Like they don't have very good weapons on the outside, but somehow they're still making it work. Barkley is the soul of their team. I mean, knock on wood, if anything happens to him, the Giants have no offense. But for right now, they're winning games, and I can't fault them for that. They're four and one. They're right up. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but – if you're a Giants fan, you have to be encouraged by what you're seeing, especially from the coach who is, at, at, like I said, for my money coach of the year right now. How you are 4-1 and with this roster, I don't know. It's wizardry. So Giants get the win over the Packers. Moving on, the Chargers play the Browns. Um, tough game. Uh, Chargers come out the victor 30-28. to It was really, really tough for them. Um, Browns are a good team. They play well. They, they run the ball down your throat. Um, always Nick Chubb, 134 yards, two touchdowns, Kareem hunt, 47 yards. And he had, he added a touchdown, excuse me. Um, you know, the Browns, like we've said before, just trying to tread water until they get Sean Watson back until they get their quarterback back. And they're doing a pretty good job of it competing with the chargers. Now they couldn't get the win. Um, although the chargers tried their damn well best to give it to him with that stupid play by that Staley uh, chose when it was fourth down and they decided to not punt it, even though they had the lead and, you know, ready for time to expire. Um, they, they opted to go for it on their own. I think it was their own like 40 or something. Um, they did not get it, gave the ball to Cleveland and gave them every opportunity to come back and win this game, but they couldn't get it done. Um, Chargers squeak out with a win, but holy crap. I don't understand. You know, if, if it was the analytics that told you that, like, okay, maybe, but like, if you don't have a great play on fourth down, why don't you trust your defense enough to just punt it and hold them, especially in a team that doesn't have great receiving threats. I mean, they have the, the, they have all right Cooper and stuff, but like when you have Brissett throwing, there's only so much he's going to do. He's not going to be, he's not the guy to drive down the field and get you a game winning score half the time. Um, they rely so much on Nick Chubb. And if you, if you, you know, there's not a lot of time left, you're not going to be running the ball. I just don't understand it. Most people didn't understand it. Um, he's lucky it didn't backfire in his face because that's the type of th- thing that can add up and get you fired as a coach. Um, regardless, Chargers come out with a win, uh, stay afloat in that division. Um, though that division does look like it's going to be dominated by the chiefs. Um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I had the Chargers going to the Super Bowl, and I guess I'm going to stick with it now. I'm not going to about to predict a change here now, but, um, Chargers could be better. And that win against the Browns was not very convincing. Vikings beat the bears Vikings. Of course, one o'clock Kirk cousins, they went off. Uh, Justin Jefferson is amazing. He was 
as good as advertised in this game um, uh, against the bad Bears rushing attack. Uh, Dalvin Cook had himself a day, um, so you love to see that from him. Um, and just, I think, I think that um, the Bears. I just have to start building on what they have. I mean, Justin Fields threw a little bit more in this game. Um, not so much, you know, standing in the pocket. He threw 21 times, which is probably the most that he's had all season. And he threw a touchdown. And and you saw that, like, when he can get the ball, he has weapons. He, Darnell Mooney caught a ridiculous catch. It was only one of his two catches. Um, and no, I'm not just the salty fantasy order. Why don't they get more involved with Mooney? I know that they obviously don't trust fields, but, but come on, like you, you gotta open up. You gotta let him, let them work. Um, you're not going to know what you have until you let fields kind of air it out a little bit. And, um, I, I just, I just think Chicago is a bad, bad, bad football team. And, and the offense may not be the worst in the league because that might go to the Colts just because they can't move the ball because they're horrible offensive line. Um, but fields, I don't know. I, I want to see more. I want to see them try to trust him more. Even if he throw like, it's not even like he's throwing interceptions. Like they're not even trying, like at least, at least let him try. He's only, he's, I mean, he's throwing four interceptions. That is quite a lot, but, um, but he, it just seems like they're not even trying to scheme like easy throws for him. Um, which is maddening to me because I feel like if you have Mooney and you're setting him off on simple routes that Fields only has one or two reads, you could probably move the ball a little bit. Um, and it's not like you're going anywhere this year. Why don't you just open it up and, and try to see what you have and try to see if there's a way that you can scheme him. Um, but either way, Vikings get a great uh, have a great game. Cook scores two touchdowns. Jefferson has 154 yards on 12 receptions. Um that's the kind of thing that, that this is how the, the Minnesota offense is supposed to work. And when it's clicking like this, usually at one o'clock in prime time, you know, Kirk Cousins just shut down. Um, but the Vikings uh, can easily win this division because it's not a very good division. And I, I think that they are going to perform well. I predicted them be winning the division and I stand by it. Moving on, Patriots over the Lions. This one I didn't see coming. I don't think anyone saw us coming. The Lions were the number one offense coming into the league. Um, and Patriots. And 29 to 0 Lions. Um, I think this was a classic Bill Belichick game. This was a game where Bill Belichick was like, hey, I'm still a great defensive mind. Him and his son, just we can come up with a defensive scheme that's going to frustrate uh, Jared Goff and is going to allow this running game that they have to just move the ball on the Lions because the Lions defense is not very good. And so it was a Ramondre Stevenson type of day with 25 carries for 161 yards. Um, didn't make it in the end zone, unfortunately. But with Bailey Zappi, they were still able to put up 29 against Detroit. And I I, I just think this boils down to coaching. This was a Bill Belichick Um kind of be like, hey, I can still do stuff like this every now and again. My offense might not be very good, but my defense can still scheme against a bad uh, quarterback, um, which Jared Goff is. Don't get it twisted just because he's throwing. There's a reason he was gotten rid of. Yes, he can get you to the Super Bowl, but like he's not going to be the guy to win it for you, and he has to have a great team around him. Um, plus, you know, 
Detroit is still missing guys. They're still missing DeAndre Swift. They had Amon Ross St. Brown back, but it seemed like he was really wasn't uh, that as involved as he could have been. Um, and Detroit just really couldn't move the ball very much. Um, if the Patriots can put up defensive um, games like this, they can win games. Um, I still don't think they're going to be really uh, any competition in the division, especially not for the Bills, but um, this just goes to show you that the Bill Belichick still got it, I think, and and um, he can still scheme up these these defensive games where he can shut down the best offense, the quote unquote best offense in the league. Saints, oh scam calling me. Uh, Saints and the Seahawks. This was a good game. Saints looked like they had it early, kind of let the Seahawks come back, and then um, in the end, it came down to um, just little tiny plays from Taysom Hill, which, you know, 30 fantasy, 30 solid fantasy points, I think three touchdowns. Um, he's a kind of a cheat code. If he keeps doing that uh, in fantasy, you know, when he, he's a tight end, who's going to be taking reps as a, basically a goal line running back. Um, it's insane. Um, but Seahawks still able to put up points and and score with the Saints. I thought that the Seahawks could win this game. They were very, very, very close to winning this game, um, but Saints were able to pull it off. I think that was one of the the couple um, uh, things where me and Bryce picked differently. I mean, I know I got him with the Colts game, and I know I got him with the Cowboys Rams, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but he got me with this one, and it was so close, so close. The Seahawks had it; they could have won this game. The Saints are not a very good team, obviously. I mean, they're losing; they're, they don't have Jameis Winston. Um, Kamara was back in a big way this this uh, week um, for all those fantasy managers who held on. I traded him, but if you held on, good for you. Um, he had, I think, over 100 yards from scrimmage. And and the Seahawks just couldn't couldn't do enough. Geno Smith still looks great though. Like Geno is playing like like a top five quarterback. Like he's making throws that are like legitimate throws. Like 268 yards, three touchdowns. He's doing these long throws. Like I, I just I didn't think Geno had it in him. Um, but he's playing out of his mind right now. Obviously the the Seahawks lost uh, Rashad Penny. He broke his leg. Um, Kenneth Walker the third. We'll, uh, we'll step in and uh, see if he can't do some make some magic happen. I'll pick him up in fantasy if he's available. I don't know why he would be at this point, but maybe someone, no one's paying attention. Um, Saints beat the Seahawks. Dolphins beat the Jets. This one surprised me. I did not think the Jets would win this game, although I did not think that Teddy Bridgewater would go out with a concussion because of the new rules that were put in place because of Tua. Um, in the first weekend, first pre- player taken out because of ataxia, um, which is, you know, the stumbling um, and moving around. I don't think it was that prominent with Teddy, but somewhere up on this, uh, the screen, you know, they saw it. Uh, the the unaffiliated neuro, uh, whoever, consultant, he was able to look and see maybe something uh, concerning, maybe a little bit of balance issue, ataxia with Teddy, and immediately that's an automatic out of the game concussion protocol. So he gets out, their backup comes in, their third string, I should say, not just their backup, um, and that is Skylar Thompson. Uh, so he was in the game for the rest of the game. Um, he was in for the rest of the game. They let uh, they they kind of leaned on Raheem Mostert, um, and they really just couldn't move the ball. They couldn't really do much. I don't think this is 
the coming out party for the Jets. Let's temper our expectations here. They did put up 40 points, which is great to see. Brees Hall looks like a legit uh, player, like especially like if you grabbed him in Dynasty, good for you because Brees Hall is going to be totally legit. 97 yards from scrimmage, a touchdown, and 100 yards receiving. That's, you know, you can do math. That's almost 200 yards from scrimmage. Um, Brees Hall looks legit. Um, Zach Wilson played poised enough. Uh, their defense, Sauce Gardner had his first pick, um, and he he's going to be a legit corner for years to come. Jets have a lot to like. You can't feel discouraged by a forty to seventeen win. I'm not anointing them anything at this point. Um, I don't think a forty to seventeen win over the third string Dolphins quarterback is really much of anything to talk about. But you know, a win's a win. Jets, congratulations, you got it. Buccaneers over the Falcons. Buccaneers had an early 21-0 lead, and they let the Falcons come all the way back, and they were saved by a roughing the passer call, which was complete and utter bullshit. Should not have been a roughing the passer call. Um, The same play I've seen a thousand times on a thousand different quarterbacks, and because it's Tom Brady, he can cry to the refs and get it. Um, I'm a fan of Tom Brady now. I used to hate him. I'm a fan of him now, but this stuff is just bullshit. I really just don't get it. Because he wasn't thrown down on his head. He was just tackled. He was just tackled. Absolutely ridiculous. But nonetheless, Buccaneers get the win. And I think the Falcons... Let's see. um, The line was Tampa Bay minus 10. So yeah, the Falcons covered yet again. They are undefeated against the spread. For all you betters out there, the Falcons are good at keeping it close. Even when they were down by a ton, they were able to come all the way back and um, down 21-0, to still able to come back and cover the spread. Good for you, Falcons. You you like some parts of what you see with the Falcons, but when it boils down to it, obviously they're still like not a very good team. They're not going to be competing for anything this year. Texans beat the Jaguars 13-6. to This is a weird divisional game where it's like, I mean, Jaguars, what 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 happened? It's the same thing. The Colts go down to Jacksonville and they lose. Texans go down to Jacksonville and they're able to win. Texans get their first win. It's a 13-6 ugly game. Don't know where the offense went for the Jaguars. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, and their, their defense did well, only held the Texans to 13 points. That's good. You know, the Texans shouldn't be able to move the ball very much, and holding the 13 is good. But when you only score six on the other side, you know, that's, that's not going to get it done. And lucky for me, I'm loving it that the Texans beat the Jaguars because, like I said, if if the Titans could have only lost um, to the Washington football team, sorry, Commanders, um, then, uh, then the Colts would have been first in the division. As it stands now, they're a half game out behind the, uh, the Titans. 49ers handle the Panthers. Panthers are bad, so bad that their coach got fired. Um, Matt Rule is no longer the coach of the Panthers. Um, They're going with an interim interim coach. Panthers are an absolute dumpster fire. They're probably going to be starting P.J. Walker now. Um, There was rumors that they were selling Christian McCaffrey, selling D.J. Moore. Don't know if any of those are actually real, but the fact that that this kind of like full rebuild build mode again after they just tried to rebuild like a couple years ago. Um, they're still in their rebuild and they're restarting their rebuild. 
not a good look for the Panthers. Panthers are in a very, very, very tough spot. I am sorry if you're a Panthers fan. 49ers roll, best defense in the NFL. Jimmy G can do enough. Cowboys and the Rams. I called this one. I knew this was going to happen. The Rams are a bad offensive line. Their offense struggles against good defenses, and the Cowboys have a an excellent defense. It's up there with the 49ers and the Bills as one of the best, de- and I'll put the Eagles in there, Bryce, sure, as one of the best defenses in the NFL. And I knew that the Rams were going to struggle to move the ball. Outside of Cooper Cup, they have no one. They, they can move with Higby. They can't run the ball. They don't have a third option because, you know, uh, Allen Robinson just can't play with Stafford or vice versa. So they just don't have anyone besides uh, Cooper Cup. For fantasy purposes, Cooper Cup is an absolute stud. He still had, had seven receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. He's my pl- offensive player of the year right now because who else can you give it to? I mean, Cooper Cup is so so consistent and ridiculously good <laughs> it's it's crazy but i knew that the rams would uh struggle and i don't really care that Cooper rushes in the game the cowboys defense is going to win them a lot of games and then the monday night game man what can you say about the chiefs and Mahomes? down 17 to nothing able to storm all the way back and win um at the buzzer 30 to 29 um Mahomes is crazy good. Like he, he just is. He, I've seen all the stats where he, he has a better winning percentage when he's down ten points than, than Justin Herbert has in just all his games. Um, which is an insane stat to have. Um, and then you know on the Raiders side, really, really, really tough loss, especially for a team that is already struggling and thought that they had a good win because they were up. 17 to zero. I think, you know, can't be much better than that in terms of having a great start to the game. Just couldn't hold on. Couldn't overcome four touchdowns from Travis Kelsey. Insane. Um, Raiders walk off with the loss and Devonte Adams walks right off and shoves the cameraman. Um, Devonte Adams is now uh, being charged with uh, a misdemeanor assault. Um, I've seen the video from multiple angles. My take on it, it's not as if Devontae Adams sought the guy out and like pushed him to the ground out of complete anger. The guy did basically walk right into him. But that being said, if someone walks into me while not paying attention, I kind of, you know, I bump into them, step back, maybe say like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Excuse me. And hopefully they do that too. What I don't do is as soon as he's making contact with me, push, extend my arms with all my strength and push him straight to the ground because that's what Devontae Adams did. Now, I'm not a famous football player, so maybe he thought more danger would ensue. You know, you never know what crazy people are doing, but it's not like it was a crazed fan. It was a it was a worker. It was a credentialed cameraman. Yes, the cameraman should have been watching where he was going, but I still don't think you should shove him straight to the ground. It did kind of look like the guy was asking for it, maybe, and the Chargers came so fast, maybe he's looking for a payout. People are shady. Either way, I think that Devontae Adams could have handled it better. I hope he doesn't miss time. He's probably going to get a fine from the NFL. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, he's not going to get jail time or anything like that. Crazy. But um, I hope he doesn't face too much uh, discipline. A fine, I think, would be fine. 
<laughs> see what I did there <laughs> um, for this type of offense. Um, but that was last week's games. Um, I'm at 50 minutes talking to you guys. Um, so I'm just going to move on to week six. I'm going to try to do these picks fast. I have braces picks up um, and then we'll do our fantasy studs and duds and I'm going to get out of here. Um, let's let me pull up Bryce's picks so that I can update you on everything that we're looking at. So, um, I still have a slight three game lead over Bryce. I am 44 and 36. Bryce is 31 or 41 and 39. I'm, um, you know, I'm above 500. I like that. Bryce is also too. He's very close to 500, but we're both above 500. We're looking good. Um, but I have that three game lead on him. Um, so let's go through it. So we, the first game of the week, Thursday night game, you'll be listening to this, um, you know, maybe before the game or after, if you listen on a Friday, I'm recording on a Wednesday. Um, another just fantastic Thursday night game. Fantastic. The Washington commanders against Chicago at Chicago. Woof. As if the Colts Broncos game wasn't bad enough. Um, we got this game. Honestly, there's probably going to be more offense in this game than that the that Broncos Colts game. Um, Washington going to Chicago. Um, Bryce picks Washington, um, and I see his his thoughts here is Chicago's a bad team, very bad team. Um, so is Washington though. Um, I guess I'll still go Washington. Washington has shown at least that they're able to move the ball. Um, I'm hoping that uh, Washington can can open it up a little bit. Uh, like I said, I want Chicago to throw the ball a little bit just because I want them to to open it up for, for Justin Fields and really see what they have and just live with the results. If he throws a bunch of picks, that's fine. Hopefully he's starting to learn, but bottling him up and just hiding him is not helping his development at all. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Washington at this one. Um, Chicago's just too bad. They're, they're too bad. I I don't, I don't know. They shouldn't have any wins. Um, the fact that they do is just a miracle. Um, they're not going to be winning many, many more games. I don't think. And, and as bad as Washington is, at least they have guys like, like, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel and I don't know, Jahad Dotson. Hopefully he plays. I don't know if he will, because it is a shorter week. Uh, and he was out last week, but they have guys like Terry McLaurin, um and Samuel and and they can move the ball a little bit uh as long as you know Carson Wentz isn't running for his life which Chicago doesn't have a great defense either so I don't know that that will be happening all right let's move on to the Sunday games you got San Francisco at Atlanta I'm going San Fran with this one so is Bryce um we're both going San Francisco here uh yeah I mean what can you say San Fran has the best defense in the league uh, 49ers are going to be able to shut down most of Atlanta. Um, will Atlanta cover? Maybe. But I don't think they'll be winning this game. They don't have enough on offense, especially with the way that they're not using Kyle Pitts uh, to go up against the San Francisco defense, and San Francisco is going to be able to put some points up on Atlanta. <sighs> um, next, we get uh, New England at Cleveland, a 1 p.m. game. Bryce is going with Cleveland in this one, and I think his reasoning is that Cleveland, while not a great team, especially with Brissett at quarterback, they're able to run the ball effectively, um, and their defense is pretty good. New England's offense is kind of eh. 
Um, so I can see why he he's picking Cleveland in this one. And normally I think I would, but I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying New England wins this game. I think that invigorated by that win last week against Detroit, I think um, Bill Belichick can scheme up against Cleveland because Cleveland doesn't have a great quarterback. See, the thing is, they are more or less one dimensional. They are they are run first. They are run with Dick Chubb. They are run with Kareem Hunt. They have weapons on the outside, but when Brissett's your quarterback, if you can confuse and confuse him, force him to throw the ball, confuse him while you do it, put pressure on him, which New England can do, I think that they can do enough to maybe put Cleveland behind the ball early, kind of like how they did with uh, Detroit, and then. If you have, if you're relying on uh, Jacoby Brissett to win the game from behind, that's when you're going to get into some issues. I think New England can win this game, so I'm putting down uh, New England. The Jets um, at Green Bay. Listen, in Lambeau, Green Bay just lost to the Giants. They're not about to lose to the Jets too. Jets are a good feel-good story for Jets fans. You know, they're working their way up, but ultimately the Jets aren't a very great team, and Green Bay, however, having their issues as well, I think at Lambeau, um, they're going to put it together and they're going to beat the Jets. I just don't think that they're gonna. Green Bay is going to go back-to-back losses against the Giants and the Jets. Can't see it happening. Um, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Listen, Bryce has Jacksonville winning, justifiably so. I'm going to pick against him because I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts. Um, listen, the Colts, like I said, can't get much worse on offense. So all they have, uh, the only place they can go is up. And so by that logic, I just think they have the, all the tools to do it. They have two legit wide receivers. I'm, I'm all in on Alec Pierce now. I think Pittman and Pierce are a perfect tandem, a perfect duo. Pierce has been making... Absolutely ridiculous catches, catches that he has no business making, catches that probably should have been interceptions, but he ripped it out of the hands of the defender. Same with Pittman; they both do it. I like our outside, uh, our guys on the outside. Um, in the inside, Jonathan Taylor should be back. Hopefully, I'm hoping. Anyway, uh, we had the mini buy there, so he's he's doing his best to come back, and he's a tough guy. He doesn't miss any practice, much less games, since he was you know in high school. Um, he had to miss that game last week because it was a short week and he just didn't have enough time. I'm hoping he plays and, and if he's able to play, um, then easily we can, we can win this game. I fully believe that the Colts can do that. It's in Indianapolis in Lucas oil stadium. Um, Jacksonville one last time, obviously, um, the Colts are in prime position. They have two back-to-back games against Jacksonville and Tennessee if they want to stay alive in the division, they're a half game out of first place. They're going to need to beat Jacksonville um, and probably uh, Tennessee in the next two games. Uh, if they really want to win the division, they have to win against these teams. And And Jacksonville's shown flaws. Jacksonville's not perfect. Against a good defense, they can put up, you know, six points against the Texans. The Texans aren't even a good defense. At home, they're putting up six points. Indy has a good defense. Shaq Leonard will be back. They will be dominant. The defense is going to be hungry. At home, Indianapolis is taking this game. I don't care who you are. That's one that me and uh, Bryce are going to differ on. Minnesota at Miami. Um, I'm taking Minnesota. I mean, I I don't know if Ted, Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. I know two is not going to play. If they're trotting out 
their third string guy. I forgot his name already. Um, then no, Minnesota's gonna beat it. It's, it's a 1 p.m. game. I don't care that it's in Miami. 1 p.m. Minnesota's coming out guns a blazing. You're getting MVP uh, level Kirk Cousins um, against Miami uh, at 1 p.m. You're gonna. It's gonna be Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson all day long. Minnesota's a pretty good team, uh, especially their offense. So I, I do think that they're gonna beat Miami. Excuse me. Um, Cincinnati at New Orleans. Uh, Bryce also picked Minnesota. I don't know if I mentioned that. Cincinnati at New Orleans. Now, Cincinnati's coming off a hard loss to Baltimore on the road at New Orleans. New Orleans with a good win against Seattle. Now it's Seattle. Cincinnati's better than Seattle. Even if they haven't been playing at the level they want to, um, let's be honest here. You're still looking at Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, may I go on? The, the the weapons are all around in Cincinnati, and it doesn't sound like uh, Jameis Winston is going to be able to play, so it's still going to be Andy Dalton um, since he wins this game. I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans found a way to win this because they are at the Dome, and um, they are kind of a scrappy team at spots, and they surprise you with wins. But I, I'm, I'm with Bryce on this one. I'm going with Cincinnati. Baltimore at the Giants. Listen, Giants are good. I shouldn't say good. Giants are decent. They're playing well. Baltimore's better. Baltimore, I still, I'm with Bryce in that they can make a deep playoff run, maybe make it to the Super Bowl. Um, Lamar Jackson is, uh, you know, on his way to an MVP season or a possible MVP season, and he has another chance to show it here. Um, he had a eh game last week, came out with a win, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I, Baltimore. Baltimore is going to go and and win this game against the Giants. I think. Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay. We're both going with Tampa Bay. Uh, Pittsburgh is not very good. And 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 what a what a shit draw for Kenny Pickett. Okay, Kenny, go start your first game against the Buffalo Bills in that defense. Okay, second game, go out and face uh, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay defense. Tom Brady is coming, is, it has his weapons back. He has Godwin back. He has Evans back. Um, now this is where Tampa Bay takes off. I think they did let, um, uh, the Atlanta Falcons come all the way back in that last game, but this is where Tampa Bay kind of asserts itself as a team in the NFC that can really, um, really compete. They, they have one of the easiest schedules for the rest of the season. Um, they're going to take advantage of that. They're going to surge. And uh, it's it's definitely going to be rolling through Pittsburgh. Carolina at the Rams. Um, I'm picking the Rams, obviously. Carolina is dealing with so many issues right now. There is something to be said about teams switching coaches halfway through the season, and that sometimes they can play better in the next game just because it's a new regime, new strategy, new uh, face at the helm. But and as bad as the Rams have been playing, I just can't pick Carolina at this point. Who can? They're they're one of the worst teams in the league. And if they're starting PJ Walker, there's no way. Bryce is picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams. Rams all the way. Arizona at Seattle. Man, this one's tough. I really want to go Seattle. I mean, at home, the way that Seattle's been playing, I think this is a trap game for Arizona, thinking that they can walk into Seattle and do this. Um, man. Bryce picked Arizona and I can see why because on paper you know Seattle's not the greatest team but Geno Smith's been playing pretty damn great um they couldn't beat New Orleans though so um but that was on the road and this is at home 
Um, so uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go Arizona. Um, I don't feel great about it. I'm gonna kick myself if I, if Seattle comes out and wins this game, but but I'll go with Arizona in this one. Um, and then the game of the week, I think the game that should be prime time doesn't make any sense that it's not prime time. The two teams that had one of the most epic playoff battles in the history of the league last year, Buffalo at Kansas City. How in the world did the NFL not put this as like the Monday night game? I don't get it. I don't get it. Why is this a 425 p.m. game? Why is this not a standalone primetime game? I understand Dallas and Philly being the Sunday night football. That's a storied rivalry or whatever. And, and you, you like, you can market that because of Dallas, but a Buffalo Kansas city game should have been the Monday night game, the Monday night game, Denver and Los Angeles. Yeah. On paper in the beginning of the season, that was an interesting matchup, but you knew that Buffalo and Kansas city was going to be epic. Like, Denver, we still didn't know what Russell Wilson was going to look like. Yeah, maybe he was Peyton Manning when he went to Denver. Turns out he's not, and it's awful. And now we got to watch another game with Denver um, in primetime, and it's just going to be awful. And we could have been watching Kansas City and Buffalo play in primetime, but no, they're at 425. This is a hard one. It's a toss-up. I don't know who's going to win. Buffalo is very, very good. See, uh, Kansas City is very, very good. It's at Kansas City, so Arrowhead's going to be rocking. Buffalo has more to prove just because of the fact that they couldn't win last time. So they're going to be coming out angrily. I'm picking Buffalo in this game, but for me, it's pretty much a coin flip. Cause I think these are the two best teams in the AFC right now. And Bryce is going with Kansas city. Um, obviously, you know, what can you say about either one of these teams? They're both great, but Buffalo has a better defense than Kansas city. That's undeniable. Mahomes might be slightly better than uh, uh, Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's been balling. He's my, he's my, uh, like I said, he's my MVP through these, 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 this quarter of the season. So I'm picking Buffalo in this game. I'm picking Buffalo to go into Kansas City and win a statement game. Do I think Buffalo will do that in the playoffs? I don't know. I really don't. But I think Buffalo can win, especially if they can put pressure on uh, Patrick Mahomes. With guys like Von Miller, that's how the Colts beat them. Colts put pressure on 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 uh, Mahomes. He had to rush and scramble outside. And if you cover the guys well enough, he doesn't have anyone to throw to, and he has to run it himself. But that's not sustainable for yardage. I'm picking Buffalo in this one. <laughs> to round out the Sunday night game, uh, the Sunday games, as I mentioned before, Sunday night football is Dallas at Philly. Um, I'm still tempted to take Dallas. I really am because the Dallas has a great defense and Philly hasn't lost the game. They have to lose eventually. I don't think they're going to go undefeated. Um, They don't play very many good opponents. And this is one of those good opponents. If Dak was playing, I'd feel better about it. Um, But at the link, I don't know if I can pick against Philly right this second. I would not be surprised in the slightest if Dallas wins this game. If Dallas goes out dominatingly on defense, makes um, Jalen Hurts look more mortal than anyone has made him look. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, but the link in in Philly, <sighs> Bryce is going to be there. I'll pick Philly. 
I'll pick Philly. I'll save the pick of Dallas over Philly for when they're playing in Dallas. Cause I really do think Dallas can beat Philly. I, I really do. I, I, I think they could beat them this Sunday, but I'll go with Philadelphia um, in this one. Uh, Monday night football, Denver at, at the Chargers. Listen, unless Denver magically fixes it, which I guess I'm saying the Colts are going to magically fix something and beat the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. But the Jaguars did just lose to the Texans and only put up six points, so there is something to that at least. Um, Denver at the Chargers, unless Denver is magically going to fix it and Russell Wilson's shoulder, which somehow is affecting his brain and how he – throws whatever uh is fixed by monday which i don't think it will be <sighs> i think the chargers should win this game the chargers need to win this game they need to win um more games especially these division games they're they're gonna need to to put up some points and 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 score so um i'll take the chargers in this one too so we differ me and bryce differ on um was it New England? I picked New England over Cleveland. He picked Cleveland over New England. I picked Indy over Jacksonville, obviously, and he picked Jacksonville over Indy. Um, I picked um, Buffalo over Kansas City. He picked Kansas City over Buffalo, and then that's it for the differences. So let's see if I can hold on to my slim three-point lead. <sighs> I feel good about my picks. Um, and move on to uh, fantasy studs and duds. So. Bryce's uh, stud is going to be um, Jeff Wilson Jr., San Francisco's running back. Wilson Jr. has been having great games so far. He's been um, kind of the primary back now with with all the injuries that they've had over uh, in 49er land. Um, And they're going against Atlanta, and Atlanta doesn't have a very good rushing offense, so... Um, start your Jeff Wilson if you have him available to you, which you probably are already planning on starting him because um, running backs are pretty freaking scarce these days. I go out on a waivers in all my leagues, and it's just slim-ass pickings. Like, there's literally nothing. Um, for my stud this week, I am going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm saying... Brian Robinson Jr., Washington football, well, commanders, um, running back, guy who got shot a couple months ago, has come back. He was on a bit of a pitch count in this last game, hoping that he opens up a little bit more. Washington is playing on the road at Chicago. Chicago is the worst rush defense in the league. If ever there was a time to really break out and start going, listen, Brian Robinson had the most carries of any back on Washington, even though he was on a pitch count. If they loosen up that pitch count at all and really give him like 15, maybe even 20 carries, I doubt he gets to 20 carries, but even 15 carries against this bad Chicago uh, 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 defense, I think that he can put up 80 yards and maybe a touchdown. Um, so I, I would start Brian Robinson Jr., um, that that is my pick for uh, stud this week. Um, dud um, for Bryce. Dud ha- uh, he has DJ Moore as the dud. Uh, he was my dud last week. We're continuing this trend. DJ Moore is sad, <laughs> sad DJ Moore because he is not going to get the targets. He doesn't have a sustained quarterback. Um, Panthers are a mess, and um, they have to go. And um, who wait, who are they playing? Uh, they have to go to the Rams, 
which the Rams defense isn't anything to, you know, write home about. They they have good games, they have bad games. But let's be honest, if if DJ Moore's got Jalen Ramsey on him, um, and PJ Walker throwing to him, I just don't know uh if he's gonna be a guy you can really sustainably put in. Now, it is a new regime and a new quarterback, so maybe, maybe he becomes a favorite target of PJ Walker's and they get him more involved. Um, but you know, that's a risk. If you're willing to take it, start him. If not, if you have any other options, I would I would fade DJ Moore. That is, that is Bryce's pick for fantasy dud this week. For me, my fantasy dud, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with um, any Atlanta running back. Uh, I don't. Cordell Patterson is out. So right now they're you're using Huntley and Algier um kind of in a tandem and it's just a gross committee and then on top of that they're going up against San Francisco the best defense in the league um you know you're you, the other guys your Pitts your Kyle Pitts you're probably going to start him if he's playing just because there's a chance he busts he 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 booms um I wouldn't advise it and I'm going to be starting Drake London because I don't really have a choice but if you could fade London, I I would probably fade London. Honestly, San Francisco might just shut Atlanta down, and they might only score like ten points. Um, that that's very very much possible. So I don't think that touchdowns are going to be very uh, prevalent in this game. So I just fade Atlanta, uh, um, especially the running backs if possible. Um, if you if you're trying to start one of their sad running backs, um, so that that was fantasy studs and duds. Uh, we talked about baseball. We talked about college football. We talked about the NFL week five. We went through NFL week six. We got our picks out. We got our fantasy studs and duds. I think that's a wrap for me. I went a little longer than I thought I would an hour and 13. Um, I hope you guys enjoy listening to just my voice. I hope I'm not too annoying um, or rant too much uh, or say um too many times, uh, but I'm doing my best here. Uh, hopefully, uh, Bryce is back next week. Um, but you know he's having fun in Philly right now, so uh, hopefully he has fun and doesn't get swept clean sweep. If the Phillies were, I think the Phillies are probably gonna uh, be pretty good, so I, I don't think you should be worried about that. If anything, like I said, I'd be worried about that Dallas Philly game and Penn State Michigan. I know that he's going in with high hopes, but I think he will be tempered his expectations if Philly, if Penn state loses because <clears throat> Michigan is Michigan. They're the number five ranked team team in the country. Let's be real here. Um, enjoy the weekend of football. Um, enjoy this crappy uh, Washington Chicago game tomorrow. Um, go Colts. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you guys. Hopefully next week you'll hear from both of us. Uh, thanks for listening to sports with a Z and a T you can find us on Twitter at sports uh, with a Z uh, S P O R T Z underscore podcast. Um, our Twitter handle separately. Uh, Bryce's is Z Bryce 21. Uh, mine is at T lats with two T's and two S's T L A T T S S two T's, two S's. Um, listen to all the Godzilla media uh, podcasts. We have so many now uh, you can find us on YouTube and Spotify and Apple podcast i don't think this this one won't be on youtube at least the audio will be but i don't think you're gonna see my face on it um 
so yeah so uh uh make sure you support all of our sponsors go get a car at mohawk honda uh go get your haircut at saving face barbershop tell them that taylor and bryce sent you uh maybe they'll give you some good uh uh, some good discounters. I can't promise a discount. What am I saying? But uh, tell them that we sent you, and th- that only helps the show. Helps us uh, if you want to support us, support our sponsors, um, and go buy a car at Mohawk Honda and tell them that Bryce and Taylor sent you. Um, yeah. So that's it for me. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, uh, guys and gal, guys and gals. Hopefully, uh, Bryce is back next week. And until then, um, stay safe out there, guys. Thank you.